welcome to Mice Cast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Greetings. Hey, this is 196. Getting close to the end, huh? We got uh, seven, eight, nine, two, four more after this. Four more. Countdown. One more. Are you crying? Are you sad? No. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, wait. Before we get too far into this, let me just say, I'm happy to say that, or happy to see, that the stinking Pittsburgh Steelers had n- didn't get to win. Green Bay, really, yeah. You really have it out more for uh, Ben than yes, in that Pittsburgh, right? Freaking punk ass. He doesn't deserve another freaking Super Bowl ring. Well, you know what's funny is I thought it was kind of odd that the announcers really had to make a big deal about that. They even showed pictures of the the paper uh, from well, the offseason last year, so. Yeah. You know, they just didn't play up to snuff. I mean, it's the second half. It looked like they were going to come back. Yes. I mean, they really, you know, did make it a, a game in the second half. Uh, the, the, you can't really say the Packers played a great game either. I mean, uh, Aaron was off. Guys weren't catching. Oh, the, uh, they just happened to make a few good long plays here and there. And if the Steelers hadn't turned it over three times, it I was going to say it was the turnovers that really a, made the a game. lot different game. Yeah. Really, it was that one interception where he was hitting the end zone. At the beginning of the first quarter, yeah. Yeah. Th- that that uh, kind of set the tone. But, you know, it was a great game. I mean, it, it kept me on the edge of the seat after this. Well, at the end of at the halftime, I was like, crap. It was in, but then, you no, know, yeah. it, it was a good game. Was, you can't say it was not a great Super Bowl. It was. I think it was a, one of the better Super Bowls I've seen. A good Super Bowl is where it's anybody's game until the end. And I think yeah, it was. It was, yes. It, it was literally down to the last 60 to 90 seconds. Well, the last 60 seconds, because if they uh, had made that uh, fourth down, get it back to a first down, they, they could have They had 49 the seconds way. to keep going, yeah. Yeah, they were only six points behind. They could have, uh, or not even that, it was three points behind. They were they, six. Six. Was it six? Yeah. Uh, they, could have, they, they could have taken the game there in that last minute, and it wasn't until uh, they were just held back. Yeah, this, this, um, that, Two-point conversion was a key play also. and uh, Yeah, I cut but, it to, you know, cut it to I, I, I can't say that. I mean, I, I am disappointed, but they didn't play a winning game. It was almost similar to – it's kind of the opposite of the uh, championship game two weeks ago where, you know, they had to hold on to their lead that they, you know, went to a commanding lead in the first half and then almost lost, lost and just had to play to hold on and – kind of went that way for uh, the Packers. But good for them. They're an old franchise. It was two old franchises, which was nice to see. Pittsburgh still has more rings than anybody else. And uh, yeah, well, I think, I think more appearances now. They've only they've lost seven. twice. I, yeah. I used to eight. They've been, they've been eight. One six, lost two. There was one time when I could actually say they've never lost a Super Bowl, but they have now lost two. So, Well, I'll tell you. Uh, <coughs> I usually... If if my team doesn't make it, I usually root you, for the AFC. AFC, but because it was Ben, you wouldn't root for the uh, AFC. Steelers, I never root for the Steelers. Oh, okay, and, and the Patriots. Those are my two AFC teams that I just, you know, just can't how, keep getting. Speaking of the Patriots, I was really disappointed to see um, the MVP for the year going to um, the Patriots quarterback. Why well, I'm going Tom Brady. Brady. Tom Brady. Okay, they had a good season, but you know, uh, you don't really. I don't know. I'm like so past Brady. And so past it, I can't stand yeah. the coach. Yeah, well, I'm see, like, that's that's why I don't like the Patriots because I think Belichick is a repre- reprehensible human being and doesn't yeah. deserve to get any more good things going his way either. 
Yeah. So, did you catch did, did you catch Christina sorry. Aguilera screwing up the uh, national anthem? Yeah, I'm yes. like, wait. I'm like, wait. She missed that's wrong. There's yeah. a few words. There's a few words that are supposed to be in there. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went back to see if she just had her clothes on. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to see how she was dressed because usually she dresses like a slut these days, and she's not a uh, bad girl, but she tends to dress like you know. Um, a porn queen or something. I don't know. Yes, yeah, she was very conservative tonight, and with that one little faux pas, I thought it was uh, pretty good. Uh, That's a big show? faux pas. It is a big faux pas, yes. But for someone as seasoned as her in front of people, You're right. You're right. Uh, she shouldn't make that. I actually, you know what I really thought sucked was the black guy stinking peas. I didn't. I didn't yeah. get to watch this, the halftime show. I missed uh, it. wasn't. You didn't miss anything. And I. I didn't realize. I had to look up. I mean, I've heard the name, but I didn't really realize who they were. Fergie is one of the black eyed peas. What the? What? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. notice. I knew that. I, I didn't. Yeah. I, you know, I only know. I think one song that they've done, and I didn't know they did it. But I. Um, Which one was that? I don't even remember. Did they was do it, it at the halftime show? I think they partly did it. I just didn't think they were very impressive. I'm like. These guys make money doing this. I mean, they didn't sound that good. They don't have a band. That's I didn't realize they were just kind of a, a rap group. The funny thing is, I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it says, "What would it says? It's an um, something like it's a terrible American rap group." I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm going to reread this. Yes, they use the word "terrible" in there because usually, you know, <laughs> Wikipedia it's supposed to be like a encyclopedia it's somewhat neutral they don't make no opinion yeah, no, yeah yeah well someone needs to go do that 10 year old boy that you know does the uh medical fact checking needs to go <laughs> fact oh. check this one you know? i right. actually like the black ips and i enjoyed the halftime show so oh god i thought it sucked it, I, and, they I, had, I, and they had slash out there playing his guitar so visually it was kind of interesting they had a lot of visual things going on and then yeah, visually us- it was very cool Usher came out, uh, but I I don't think the black eyed peas are anything to get. You know, there's a reason I guess I don't eat black eyed peas. They just suck. Yeah, <laughs> I got Spence doesn't like their grammar. I got a feeling. Yeah, that's okay. That's the one I know. I've oh. heard. Out yeah, that, they've played that song a lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't realize Fergie. The other two, I wouldn't have known who they were, but I I know the name Fergie. I don't really know her music, but. I'm like, oh, she's in this? I, mean, I thought, okay, she's looking a little old. She's wearing this little skirt. Looks good on her, but who is she? And I didn't think she carried a tune that well. And I didn't think the other guys did did that well either. I, um, I don't know. I, I, I'd i rather probably have some old rock band where they're in their wheelchairs and have their uh, their oxygen on than... Uh, the Rolling Stones, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes. I, God. Yeah, it, I just didn't think it was that was really good. Williams auto-tuner was on 11. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I've done a couple things over the last day that are sort of Disney related, so I could I could chit chat about them. Oh, but first, I want to read that email from Brian that you guys didn't get because I think he was not listening very closely. Uh, be- before you do that, Greg, can I make one comment which ties into last week's show? Go ahead. Um, last week, uh, Mike, I-, I sent you the email. But I, I did. Just make- make I was going to read it. I was. I want to. What do you want to? Uh, well, I was we're talking gonna, about Tron. I was going to read it. Okay, go ahead and read it real quick. Let's tie that in real quick. Before okay. We go on to something new. I'll do the setup that um, we were talking about Electronica last week, and, and I brought up your point, Greg, about how during the day. You know, yeah, it, I saw it, his email. We talked about this yes. on the way up to LA the other day. Yeah. So, you know, 
and during the show, I was taking your position that it distracts from Hollywood during the daytime, and Shaft here was trying to rationalize it, rationalize yeah. it a little bit and downplay it. Taking, okay. taking the company line, yeah, a little. So here's the email I get. You you did get copied. And it says, "Okay, Mike, I have to agree with you. I should just stop right there." No, I know that that's actually a big step for yeah, I know. Uh, so. <laughs> but I'll finish reading. As we all know, I don't spend too much time at DCA. Of course, I thought as a Disney employee, you're not allowed to say DCA. And when I'm here, it's, usually, it's usually for a specific reason. I really don't look around that much. <laughs> Today, however, I'm working this park, and I have had a chance to look around plenty, and I have to admit that Tron crap wears pretty thin during the day. While I still don't think it's a problem in the backlot area, quote-unquote, it really messes up the view for Hollywood Boulevard. I would like to see the classic look of the buildings instead of Tron banners and the rigging. Oh, well, I understand it's being extended through summer and quite possibly to 2012. We'll see what happens. You know, it's kind of like seeing the original Tron costumes in person. <laughs> yeah. They, they look like crap. And, and the day glow and the light and all that in the movie, they look fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, not... It's, yeah, I, it's like going to Knott's. Like I've always said, you go to Knott's during Halloween Hunt. You don't yeah. know it's Halloween Hunt. You're from out of town. You've heard about this great little regional park. And you go in, you're seeing decapitations. Uh, yeah, you people know, getting people, cut in half. Yeah. yeah, People bleeding but, out. Yeah, it's just, you know. You know, in, like I said, in the back lot area, quote unquote, uh, where the stage and everything. Okay, you got a lot of stuff up there that's just. You know, a lot of jumbled up things. But when you're standing on Hollywood Boulevard, you'd like to see those nice line of the buildings that give that classic 1920s slash 1930 look. And especially you're picturing that the red car, you got the, the trolley tracks are in the road already. And you're picturing the red car going up and down here. And then you take a look up and you have all this steel superstructure from all the rigging around and all the electronica's garbage up there. It really, it really gets uh, distracting. I uh, get over yourself. So. <laughs> No, I'm. I'm. I'm no, saying no, I'm, I, it's just, I'm, it's just. I know. Uh, I wonder sometimes if if we're just like overanalyzing something that's not really that big of a deal to most people. But um, who knows? All right, maybe. moving on to the email okay. from Brian, our favorite favorite uh, sergeant serving in our armed forces, and they, you know, they did give a nice shout out shout out to the armed forces today at the uh, yes, they the did. game. So, all right. Which, which hey. is funny that it flyby with the roof closed because it was so stinking I, I, cold. Yeah. What, was the roof closed? I thought the roof yeah. was open. No, the roof was closed. Dude, it's like oh. 40 degrees. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah well. some people don't think about Texas and snowing. And I, I never did until I was in basic training and it snowed on us and I almost got stuck there on, on my graduation day. So, I, I, Well, part of the reason I thought it was open was while I was looking at everybody in coats and I just figured, you know, if the roof was open, okay, that's why everybody's cold. If the roof was closed, they'd have some sort of semblance of heat in there. Yeah, there's only so much you can do in that kind of a building, I think. So, have you ever have you went to a hockey game? Freaking freeze your ass off at a hockey game. Well, that's because they're keeping ice out there. Yeah, you had ice on the roof. You had ice. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> um, okay. What's Brian's email. On? North, no, I know. I'm looking at something about Canadians are North Americans, and I'm like, what? Why would you? Why would they have the Canadians sing an American anthem? Is she Canadian? Wait, no, she's not. Christina Aguilera is not Canadian. I'm, no. I'm, I'm looking at this. No, I see okay. Tom huh. Bieber. Why would you have a Canadian? Oh, Bieber is Canadian. Oh, because somebody's saying they could have had Bieber and his voice is high enough that uh, oh. he could have sounded yeah. like a woman. Gotcha. Yeah, Bieber is Canadian. <laughs> All right. On a recent podcast, you guys were talking about 
Okay, on a recent podcast, okay, you says on a recent podcast, you meaning me, we're talking about how you don't like Olive Garden and how your wife is real picky about her Italian food. My wife's family is Italian down to the point that her father has told me before that he is a proud WAP, is one of the only people that know what WAP really means. Anyways, my wife's uh, cousin owns a couple of restaurants, and I love, I love the food there. I'm not uh, saying I'm a food critic. Um, it's more a look of the food. Let's eat it. Uh, I would love to know what your thoughts on the food. So if you're ever out in the area, try it. It's in uh, it's called Pasta Cucina Rustica, something like that. It's in Laverne. I never go to fucking Laverne, so I'll probably never try it. <laughs> but if but if I'm around there, who knows? Uh, this is our new place. The menu is a bit smaller than the other place, but I really like it. Blah, blah, blah. Thanking you for your thoughts. Blah, blah, blah. Um, now... Okay, what's oh? When my wife and I were planning our wedding, we were trying to get her cousin to do the do the meals, but it was prom season. Any owner is also the head chef. Blah blah blah. Who cares? All right, Brian, I love Olive Garden. Uh, I think it might have been one of the other two, or I mentioned that friends of mine I know don't like Olive Garden. I love Olive Garden. Uh, I, I love Olive I, Garden. Too. I enjoy the Olive Garden food. I just don't think it's valuable anymore. No, their it's prices have pricey. gone up. It's 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 not. You're, I, I'm with you there. Uh, I have some friends that think it's like fast food, and I think that's what I was talking about because um, when you know, I used to be in architecture, guys would take me out to lunch a lot. I wanted to go to Maggiano's, and they were saying that's like fast food, and I think it, it's expensive, and it's family style, and it's really good. But then he, they took me to – I think it's called Angelo's, and they talked about it, and it, it was really good, but it's very expensive. But over we, in Fullerton? No, it's, it's, it's in um, – it's over where the original plant in Hollywood used to be. It's right next oh, to that. Oh, Santa Ana. Okay. Yeah. That's acting you know. like the original. It's actually the second plant in Hollywood, oh, right? Okay. But uh, is it? I thought it was one of the, the, the originals. No, it's the second one. Remember, they, they okay. didn't call it Santa Ana. They called it... Um, Metro Point or... Yeah, yeah. It had a funny name, but yeah, they didn't want... Yeah, they it's, it's, right across, it's, yeah it's right across the street from South Coast Plaza, yes. which is not... Yeah, they call it, that's right. They call it South Coast. But anyways... I think I had said we've never bothered to go to the Florida Epcot. Of all the Epcot restaurants we've eaten at, we've never bothered with the Italians. Olive Garden is Walmart. Of Italian restaurants. Nice. Wow. <laughs> you know, what's funny is when we went to Boston, everybody told us we need to go have Italian food in the North End. Of course, I have one extremely picky child, so we ended up in probably what wasn't one of the best pure Italian-type restaurants but um dude in the north end of boston you can't spit without hitting an italian place i know that's that was the problem wasn't finding one the problem was finding one the, the one daughter would eat and about the only thing italian she gets close to is a cheese pizza <laughs> so you know to make your breadstick <laughs> so it made it a little tough but i like olive garden i think it's got really overpriced though and no matter what's been said, it's not frozen shit reheated in a microwave. I know that much, but hey, it is a chain. So Carino's, that, that one's okay too. Hey, um, but Dave, you know, Disney Trooper says family of four, ninety-five bucks. Dave, did you have booze? Did you have beer and stuff? Because I know it's expensive. I can get out there for fifty though for four people. No. Well, yeah, but your little kitties are. Oh, is this four people adults eating all adult food? Probably. Okay, either yeah, way. It's twenty-five bucks. It's not twenty five, but it's a, it's um, the meal I usually get is like fifteen or sixteen dollars. Three adults, one kid. Huh? Okay, so you know, I, take take a fifteen dollar times four. I mean, it's that's sixty. It's, plus your drinks are a couple bucks each. Probably, you know, get so you get a soft drink, couple bucks each. I'm just trying to figure out how I got up to ninety five. I don't know. Now I have had appetizers. When we, or something. When we took six of us out there. We got up to that, but. Uh, 
Yeah, see, uh, in in southern, well, in this area, we go to Spaghetti Factory first before we go to Olive Garden. You know, I don't. We don't have one real close to us, and I can't say Newport? that I, you don't have the one in Newport. Well, Newport's not exactly in my backyard. I mean, to get over there, that's a good half hour. Fullerton, Fullerton, Fullerton's yeah, even further. So you yeah, know, yeah. where I've got an Olive Garden less than five minutes away from me. Yeah, so. I've got an Olive Garden closer too, in two directions. But Spaghetti Factory is more of a value. Get more food for your money. Now, a lot of times, with the, if it's just the wife and I, we'll split a plate and then get their black tie mousse, which is extremely uh, good. And they're one of the only places I know that make, um, you know, yeah, leave it to Jeff, who's a fucking snob about everything. Uh, Your food so. is put together by a felon following a laminated picto chart. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, Richard will get defensive about this because we always make fun of him about the chefs for the fast food joints at Disneyland. Um, you know, somewhere along the way, there is a chef for every restaurant, even a McDonald's who picks out the, you know, how the stuff is made. I'm not defending them or saying it's great. I'm just saying somewhere along the line, everybody's got a chef of some type. <laughs> but uh, Jeff's a snob anyways. We yeah. all know that. <laughs> You know, he was I'm, talking I'm, about he didn't like tall girls. Yeah, I know. I, and he goes, I, he goes, all the girls are tall. And I said, what's that, five foot two for you? Well, when I said <laughs> it, when you're elf size, you yeah. know, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> but anyways. Let's pick on so mo- moving on off the restaurants. Because, you know, this it's, restaurants is like the night we got into talking about, or maybe it was on uh, uh, the DP in years ago when people used to actually go there, when we were talking about wines and people brought up um, – Two Buck Chuck, and of course, we used to have a member of the DPN community as a podcaster who was a total wine snob. And Gary, what a, what's that? Gary, you could say his name. Yeah, Gary, Gary Chambers. Uh, but one of the more <laughs> level-headed people, Earl, says, "Does it really matter as long as you like it?" Which is my opinion too. As long as you like it, doesn't really matter how much it costs, what its name is, what kind of grape, got. what kind of grape was yeah. Yeah, whose dirty feet stomped it? You know, it doesn't really matter as long as you like it. That's 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 essentially what it is, and that's what I was talking. That, uh, but that's absolutely not true, Jeff, because I know some people that have chain restaurants, and not everything comes pre-frozen. In fact, one of the places you guys always love to come to when you come to California, in and out, a fast food joint, nothing is frozen. Is frozen. So. Uh, that's absolutely not true. I know what you're saying. In general, a lot of places are, but um, but that's not. We a have loss. to be talking about the yield in and out. Yeah. Yes. Nothing Spe- frozen. Speaking of, uh, which is the, which is the way they're handling burgers now at Disneyland. Speaking of uh, new new fast food joints, you know the Five Guys. You've heard about the Five Guys, right? Yeah. There's one close to my grandmother. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, you talked about the Five Guys hamburgers. Yeah, or, yeah. We're getting yeah. one out here in Coroni too. So that's supposedly a big deal. I have no idea. Next time I go through Arizona, I want to find a heart attack grill and try it. <laughs> you can have to look it up online to see the hamburgers. They're just nothing short of outrageous. Ginormous. I don't know. You. I don't think you could smash it and put it in your mouth. I mean, it's. Um, no. Yeah, okay. I think I saw an ad for that when we when I went to Vegas. Yeah, <coughs> when I stopped at Baker for a few minutes. I I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, moving on. I went to an event at the studios, Disney Studios, uh, here in Burbank, not the stupid theme park in Florida. The that, real studio. The, exactly, the real studio. And I was at the Frank Wells building. They had um, they had all the stuff that Disney had at CES. They, 
not no Richard. They did not bring stuff from CES to show to Disney people. They brought the stuff that was Disney related to CE uh, from CES to Disney. Now there were a few say non Disney okay. thing like they brought in some of the like the new pads. I think it was the one called the Zoom or something. The, the Zoom sample. from Motorola. Yeah. In fact, the, did you see the ad for that in uh, the Super Bowl? Yes. I gotta say I was uh, pretty well disappointed by most of the ads in the Super Bowl. Uh, I didn't think they were that good. Though I did like the house one. Oh yeah, the Mean Joe Green. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you could catch that kid. Yeah. Short short of that, I I wasn't that excited I, about. Most I like the, the uh, Silverado. Tommy fell down a well. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the old the old dog bark. Well, yeah, yeah. But but anyways, <laughs> when did they put a volcano in this town? So anyways, they they had a lot of really cool things. Uh, they had some three. You know, a lot of it was around 3D, which I know CES supposedly had a lot a lot a lot of uh, 3D uh, stuff. So they had you know Disney's 3D there. They had uh, some other 3D stuff. Uh, some interactive like iPad apps that worked with the movies you were watching. So if you wanted to look at the artist drawings, you could pull things up on the iPad, interact with the um, the film that was on the television, which was kind of cool. Uh, but there's a lot of different 3D things there. What what I find interesting is um, most of them. Excuse me, Jeez. most of them. Re- I know I'm. <laughs> I was drinking a lot when I was watching the game. Um, most of them use active glasses, so that means you're going to have to give, keep them charged. Most of them are USB, so that's that's not necessarily an issue there. But you know, to do it, you've got to you know they're active, so they're going to need some power. That that's that's was kind of a drag, but uh, so it was, that was kind of neat to see all that. And the place was like packed, I and mean, people were just flowing in left and right. Uh, was it the same 3D setup we saw at D23? No. Well. The, the, <laughs> They had, what are they called? Disney's is real 3D, right? It's the one that goes with most of their films. Uh, We were going to stop and talk to them to find out, you know, okay, is this something you guys have helped or is this something that you use exclusively, you know, that someone else, well, it got busy and we didn't really ask all those questions. We were just kind of taking it all in. Um, But no, they had, see, there was at least four different 3D setups. One of them was really cool, but it was partly probably cool because what we were, watching it was undersea stuff and like the little amoebas or whatever that's floating around in the water little single cell organisms whatever uh-huh. they are floating around it felt like they were like in your face like you wanted to brush them away but uh like at one point this this squid came up and grabbed its prey and then swam away and it, it, it the funny thing was it looks like it eats it eats out of its ass because you know it, it grabs the stuff with one end and then swims the other direction so it looks like it's you know eating out its backside but uh, that was really cool and then they had a camera you know through a nice panasonic 3d camera pointing at you and you put the glasses on they had the panasonic uh, tv there and of course it was it was really really depth uh, nice 3D. That's yeah, that's that's the camera I was looking at at CES. I want to see. I want to get a closer look when we go to NAB. Uh, I, I would really like to see how it works with zooming in, zooming out. How does it keep its uh, depth of field going? Got a few questions on that one. It's probably wide open. The thing about a camera like that, the sensors are so small that it's really hard to get things out of focus and depth of field. So in that range, it's probably always well, in not, focus. Well, not just depth of field as far as depth of field with the lens, but I'm talking about keeping your uh, 
3D outlook while you're zooming in on something because at that point, your lenses should be making an adjustment on uh, being closer or, or farther apart, I would think, to be able to hold the 3D dimension. I'm pretty sure most of it's done all digitally once you know, between it and the sensors. I don't think it's a optical thing at all. In fact, they had another camera well, right next to it. It's like a little DSLR, and it was shot 3D, uh, both high-def and stills. I'm sure it is It is uh, done digitally, but I just would like to see it, you know. Oh, okay. Well, knock yourself out when you're there and play with now, it. Now, real, real quick question. You were saying about Disney. My understanding is on this show, because I've never actually gone to the one there at the studio, is that these are outside vendors, outside products that have a relationship to Disney that they've brought in that they're trying to show off for the company. Or is it just strictly something that the company already has a prearranged no, yeah, the, relationship? Except for, you know, like Panasonic having their, their camera and their TV there, everything that had a Disney app or use were things that Disney's already let's say in bed with okay so, so they, they weren't they're not, they're not there to sell to Disney it was more like we're bringing what we were working with in CES home so the people who couldn't go to CES could see it see what you what you've been working on so far yes so this this was this was um, I think hosted by like Disney technical division or whatever they call themselves. Yeah, R&D so, and that type of stuff. Yeah, they've got some specific name. I don't recall what it was, but that's that's what it was. Um, so anyways, that, that was kind of cool. It was interesting to, to see some of that stuff. And, you know, the place was packed and busy and, and, and all of that. So we decided not to eat, <coughs> excuse me, at the commissary. Uh, this time we went over to the ABC commissary, which was kind of a different feel. It's a little more, a little more upscale. It's a little more expensive. Food's a little different over there. Uh, but that was kind of cool. So try it something a little different this time. Um, and that's uh, like just across the street, right? Yeah, you can take that little bridge. Okay. Which it finally stood out to me when we were over there like at 1 in the morning. Uh, the week before, I was out there with my former instructor from school. And because we were talking about we're, – we're talking with David about a guy named – he knows um, one of his – the guys on the board of the Annie's. Uh, Anton about doing a multi-camera shoot and streaming it live. They had a one-camera shoot, and he, the guy was horrible, and they're going to stream it later. But, you know, we were talking to him about streaming it live. But regardless, we, we didn't leave the studio until about one thirty in the morning. And, you know, I was saying how I thought the bridge was kind of cool. It's not straight. It's kind of curved. And he says, do you know why? You know, and I'm usually pretty observant, especially in architectural stuff, and I, I notice things totally missed it it's a film strip and if you look up in the the ceiling of this thing there's actually sprocket holes huh and i never noticed that from driving by it or walking i usually have been too busy i think talking to whoever i'm with um so i thought that was kind of cool um and hadn't noticed that before but um uh, up in oh let's see that one's 10 floors up in the ninth floor is where casting is, and they've got this really kind of cool open um, of the stair- ABC building of the ABC building. Okay, o- open stairway to the ninth floor, 
Uh, it's just kind of a bitch in space and all kinds of really nice, really high resolution photographs of like the lost crew, the uh, desperate housewives, no ordinary family. So our friend the Esquire was in picture there. Yeah. Uh, not, no, that's modern family. Or modern, I'm sorry, modern, what did I say? No ordinary family. Oh, yeah, sorry, modern family. And no ordinary family pictures were up there too. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, and we were just, you know, like I say, walking all over the, we went into the, big, the Team Disney building. That's where I snapped those shots I put on uh, my Facebook page where we're up in, the, up in the glass area where the dwarfs are. So as you look out the window, there's the big, huge dwarfs. It was really kind of cool. So, so you're uh, looking at dwarf butts when you're looking out the window. And, well, no, because they're, they're t- kind of to the side of this particular window. Okay. It was like an executive dining room. So they were kind of like one at each end of the dining room is kind of how it was set up. And all the plates had Mickey's on them. The back of the chairs had Mickey's carved out of them. It was, it was kind of a cool little cool little space. Um, but anyways. And then yesterday, I went to the Annie Awards. And this is the Animation Awards. And it was really cool there. Um, oh, what do you call that thing? The is it? It's not the zoetrope. You know, it's the round thing, and you put the yeah, it's a zoetrope. That's a zoetrope. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's still called a zoetrope. Yeah. I, don't they? Call, isn't that other thing that they where they put all the individual pieces on it, and they flash the lights that's in the animation building? Don't they call that a zoetrope also? Oh, inside the animation building, I think they're both a zoetrope, but they're just different styles on it. I can't. I'm trying to remember. I think yeah, it's called a zoetrope. It, uh, yeah, too. I just watched the video I did of it, and I was sure they called it a zoetrope. I think it's called a zoetrope as well. But the traditional zoetrope is the cylinder with the slits in it. Yeah, so that's what the Annie Award looks like. I just dropped. Actually, I just dropped the link. I just dropped oh, the link into the thing where if you look at uh, from space, right, you could see that it's a film strip that bridge. Oh, okay, good, good, yeah. For those uh, who are in the chat window, sorry. Anyway, go on. Oh, okay, yeah, so anyways. Yeah, so it was up at the uh, Royce Hall at UCLA, which is a very cool old old building. Freaking 10 bucks to park for that thing, though. That was pissing me off, but... Um, you didn't want to the, park out in Westwood and hoof it or anything? It's not... One, I'd never been there before, so it was unfamiliar territory. Two, I should have left a lot earlier. I barely made it. Uh, I left at 5.15 or so. I didn't get there till 7. Uh, it was a great ride until the 90. From the 90 to sunset was slow. But from Wilshire to sunset, it got even slower. It was it was really pissing me off. But West the, LA, it, baby. Yeah, the, yeah, Saturday night. And that's the way the traffic was. It was... Uh, but there's some, there's some construction up the hill by the Getty, and you got another freeway merging and all that. But Disney really took a, a slap in the face at the Annie Awards. Now, there is some politics to this because they pulled out their sponsorship. And it, it some might say that the organization took it out on Disney by, excuse me, what got nominated – and what won. Now, some people might say, no, the best films actually won. So it was interesting to kind of hear some of the buzz afterwards. But like Best Animated Feature, was uh, it was Despicable Me, How to Train Your Dragon, Tangled the, the Illusionist, and Toy Story 3. So they had two nominations. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon won. Oh, that makes sense. And How to Train Your Dragon won a lot. Now, I've seen The Illusionist. A very, it's an excellent animation uh, feature. But 
Oh, there, there goes Jeff again with his opinions. I, I like Tangled, so go. I do too. I agree. Go screw yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys agree on Dragon at least. Dragon was good. Um, now I heard some people kind of chuckling and talking afterwards, saying that they thought Toy Story should have won. I think Toy Story, animation-wise, may have looked better, but I think the story of How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, was better, brought us a new genre, blah, 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 blah. Well, this uh, is kind of like what Mike and I were talking about last week <laughs> when I talked on Park, went up to L.A. Um, just, you know, Toy Story 3, it is a sequel to two previous movies, and How to Train Your Dragon is something that's new and kind of, although it's based on a book, it's original as far as, as, far as film stock is. Yeah, I, you know, I, I tried that argument on some people at the after party and they didn't really buy it. They thought Toy Story still tugged at the heart. It still grabbed you and it still worked, but it didn't win. Uh, and it was hosted, by the way, by the voice of SpongeBob. Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny. I got my picture with him uh, later in the evening. It was kind of cool. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm at the Annie Awards website here. And, I'm and there, by the way, there's, a, there's an Up iWorks Award too, which was kind of cool. So there's there's something named for an old Disney guy. I see uh, gold sponsors: DreamWorks and Nickelodeon. Silver sponsors: Cartoon Network, Illumination Entertainment, Universal, Wild Brain Entertainment, and Bronze, Film Roman, Fox, Gotham Group, Leica, Real Effects, 20th Century Fox, Toon Boom, and Warner Brothers. Very interesting. I suppose Disney probably used to be a gold sponsor here. I'm just looking for the awards, the, the list. All right. Yeah, but it is interesting. DreamWorks isn't listed in there. Yeah, yeah they're top. They're the top. top. Oh, they are, are. I didn't even. I didn't hear you when Sorry. you said that. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, the Illusionist is very good, but you really. I like. I had it on a side monitor while I was doing other things. I had to stop doing what I was doing and watch it. There are maybe twenty words in the whole film, but it told a story really well. There were though, and I love hand drawing, hand animation, and it was a very well hand drawn. A film, but there were in the first half an hour at least five to six continuity errors, which kind of drove me up the wall. So I stopped looking for them because it was kind of driving me crazy. But that does happen with hand animation. But it was actually excellent. It was an excellent film. I don't think it will translate well to an American market, and I think that's why, though it got um, nominated a lot because the guys on the committee, you know, are true artists, true animators, so they recognize it's it's. Uh, um, artistic value? It's artistic value. It's storytelling. doesn't necessarily mean it could carry you know, the main vote. But it's a great movie, so I think you'll like it. That may be one thing that Jeff and I agree on tonight is The Illusionist. Uh, movie. I, great movie. I haven't seen The Illusionist, but I, I was, quite honestly, I was kind of bored with Triplets of Bellevue. That, okay. that, that one I haven't seen. Okay, so I'm looking at the... the now, Pixar, Pixar won one thing. Day and Night for animated Day. short subject. Yeah, and I thought it was okay, and a lot of people. Just Which one was that? Is that the one that came? The that, Clouds. I think it came out with uh, Toy Story Three. The Clouds trying to make babies. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. And some people just thought it broke new ground. I was talking to a former WDI guy who was there with me. He used to work. Here's a, the classic story. Started out in the newsroom. You know, worked his way up, went to WDI. He was a film guy. He was an optics guy. Worked on about every film that is in Disneyland. Or uh, Epcot currently, yeah. Star Star Tours was his uh, his baby, so I fact checked some of our Star Tour stories. We haven't been quite right with most of them, but 
yeah, so I've got some inside stuff from him, and uh, he thought Day and Night broke new ground. And I'm like, really? How so? Uh, I, you know, I don't remember his, his argument for it. I didn't think it was all that great. I kind of would have liked, <laughs> liked to see Coyote Falls, which was kind of a remake CGI version of some of the old uh, Coyote Wait, no, Road D- Runner movies. Day and Night wasn't about the uh, the clouds. Yes it, was. yes, it was. No, no, the um. Oh no, no, not the clay. It was like the two guys. It was the night guy and the day guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pushing the like did the boundary. Yeah, okay. That, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the bikini in the belly. Uh, Disney Trooper scene. Anyways, um, I uh, Clone Wars got nominated for a lot and didn't win anything. I was a little bummed. Uh, yeah. Best animated television for children went to uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob, and I think it's went there for a long time. All right. Well, I'm looking. Uh, at, I'm looking at the other animated. Series here, right? I've never heard of it, never seen or Adventure Time Club, Fanboy and Chum Chum. I've watched that. I've see, seen some that. of these I had no idea because we haven't watched kid animation for quite a while because the kids aren't sure, you know, watching, watching it, it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so some of it I didn't recognize. Really, The Simpsons didn't win? Thank God. Come on. But, <laughs> that show's but, been on for 20 some odd years and it's still hilarious. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't, you know, you know, sometimes I think things suffer. Not, not, not that it, it it suffered, but I think its ability to win sometimes suffers when there's other good stuff, and people probably think, "Well, that thing's won before." Yeah. Oh, okay, that that makes some sense. Um, it looks like Jeff might be posting. There, there, there are some articles out there about why um, they pulled their sponsorship out of here. I don't know if that's what Jeff uh, posted or not. Uh, but the guy who created The Simpsons and is it Rob? Not Robot Chicken. He also created uh, Futurama, I think it is. Yes, yeah, Matt Groening. Uh-huh. He, he got an award. He got like the big Lifetime Achievement Award. He came back. It was kind of funny because he's like, you know, it's pretty bad when you get this kind of achievement award. You've only done two things in your life, you know. And he says, well, this is going to kick me in the butt to do a third thing. And he talked about how he originally developed it. And he drew these really rough characters. He expected the animators to clean them up. They didn't. <laughs> they redrew him just like he did. And he says, whoever decided to make him yellow was a genius. <laughs> um, have you have you seen any of Matt Groening's cart, uh, hand-drawing, like, comic strip stuff? Life in Hell? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I remember <laughs> seeing the commercials. Awesome. I have not seen any of them. No, no. These aren't – you won't see commer- – these aren't animated. These are stuff that used they're to – They're comic strips. They're comic strips. Not- Wait, what, what am I thinking? There is, like – there was a new series that was going to be either TBS or one of those – it was like um, the family from hell or the neighbors from hell. Something yes, like that. yes, Those, yes. Yeah. Those are like okay. monsters that came to live in the neighborhood. No, life in hell was like single single pane cartoons that would just tell the whole story really easily. Oh, okay. I mean, there's a whole cast of characters like two <laughs> Akbar and Jeff were people on the block that were ambiguous in their orientation. Um, let's see. The dad, they were like bunnies. They're like rabbits. They're drawn like rabbits, you know, with long ears. Um, mm-hmm. And the boy just had one ear, and he was always getting in trouble for something. And, um, gosh, I'm going to have to find some examples here in Google. I'll show you because <laughs> when I was – this came out when I was still in the Navy, so we would always laugh at their stuff, at his stuff. Life there, in hell. There's a lot of good stuff. I may have to go watch some of the stuff that I just don't watch just after seeing some of the nominations and the people talk. It might be interesting to go back. What I found interesting, though, in the, in the whole presentation is how many DreamWorks 
television productions there there had been, and most mostly like um, Christmas specials, Halloween specials, things like that. So like Kung Fu Panda got character animation for a television production. How to Train Your Dragon, see that? No, that was a feature character animation feature production. Then um, oh, Robot Chicken got one too. Star Wars Episode Three. That was funny. I gotta yeah, say that was. What's an aluminum pretty- falcon? <laughs> It looked pretty funny from what they were showing. They showed like Obi Wan Kenobi looking in the mirror, like talking himself up. You know, like, oh, you're good looking. You can do this. You can, you know. It looked, it looked pretty funny. But oh, the, I, think, I think the, the big the, the big award when they I think it was from was it music? One of them. There were so many people that got credit that there was at least 15 people on the stage. Uh, so and that didn't happen uh, too often. Corey Burton was also there. Really? Yeah, and he he. He doesn't, I guess, like necessarily talking in his own voice. He did all his presentations as Captain Hook, and it was hysterical. He doesn't uh, like talking in his own voice. Well, that's what kind of because a couple, couple voice actors came up there and they're like, they feel like they need to do a voice. One, this pair of guys, one big black guy, a huge neck, look like a big bouncer. He's a voice for some. I, you know, I forgot. It, it, some of these just it went so many, I, I couldn't keep up with them all. But one guy was doing Leno, while the other guy was doing another thing. It was hysterical. It, it was really funny. So. Uh, it, they put on a real, last last year. I guess it, William Shatner hosted it last year, and Tom Kenny's uh, done it before. And I guess he's. I came in just as they were starting it. It was like they were on uh, YouTube finding their host, and he had this really bad wig on, and they were hiring him to do it. It was really kind of funny. But um, I like Shatner. He, he doesn't take himself seriously. Yeah, well, it's kind of nice after all these years that he is. Now, a special achievement award, this was kind of odd, they said. Uh, Waking Sleeping Beauty, live action, got a special achievement award at the Annie's because it's about animation. Okay. And I haven't seen it yet. My Netflix copy comes Monday. I actually can't wait to see it, and we'll we'll see where that goes. Oh, here's the one. It was a writing in a television production. It was for... Robot Chicken Star Wars Episode 3. Yeah, there was a bunch of guys up there on that one. Oh, and one one guy. I guess Seth Green couldn't be there. So somebody, he's on, what is he part creator of? Uh, is it not? Is it Robot Chicken, I think? Yeah, it's Robot Chicken. Yeah, Seth Green. Yeah. And uh, I guess he wasn't there, so the guy says, um, and I got a message from Seth Green. He said, you know, if we won to say how... Let's say I, I don't remember the name, so I'm going to say Joe Blow. Just say uh, how you know Joe Blow was indispensable. Really thank him a lot for being part of the team, and everybody started to laugh. Well, not being from the industry, I didn't get that the guy saying this speech was the guy he said he was supposed to talk about. Okay. So he was talking about himself. So that was kind of funny. Um, oh, and then see who who won it? Some oh the guy who directed he's he's directed a couple Disney films. I'm trying to think of his name. He's right now directing. He's up in Canada directing live action for Tom Cruise's new um, Mission Impossible. Oh, no, not another one. And he this guy won. So they're saying, okay, we've got a – or maybe it was a special award. Uh, I'm looking at the – they have these Windsor McKay Awards. Uh, let's see. if Was it him? Um, oh, and James Hong was there. What a freaking riot. That guy just cracks me up. James Hong, the yeah, James Hong, the old Chinese actor. Yeah, and at some points he'd just go in the Chinese. He says, "Just in case we uh, uh, broadcast in China," 
Yeah. And then at one point, and some people I don't <laughs> think got his jokes. He says, you know, hopefully my job won't get outsourced. <laughs> uh, but he was a riot. Um, it's just really, really funny. <laughs> but anyways, the guy, um, the guys, talk, they've got a really tight shot. They're playing. Oh, thank you for the award. And you see this award kind of like moving up and down in the in the like lower uh, part of the screen. And you and you could see his eyes moving back and forth like he's either reading a prompter. And th- but then you heard paper turn. <laughs> you know, what the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? And the camera kind of comes back, and they've got two guys holding a gun to his head. <laughs> One of the guys is actually holding the award, moving it up and down. And one of the guys that's got a gun to his head is Tom Cruise. And he's got this hat on, and they're making it like they're uh, – because he's saying all these things that's like complimentary to other people. You know, I never go back to animation. Animation is just, you know, that's not an art form. It's too easy, blah, blah. You know, it was just – it was really funny, uh, funny, funny stuff. So hopefully when they 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 stream this back out, it um, you'll be able to catch it. It was was – pretty darn funny but anyways you know the, the bottom line i was going to get to was disney got got raped at this thing and um, dreamworks how to train your dragon did really well so now the big question will be will this momentum if you can call it momentum carry forward to the uh, the academy awards and john lasseter will probably come unglued yeah that'd uh, be awesome just, from what i heard he is kind of a baby in that way he is very um he gets pissed when his film doesn't win Okay, so I'm I'm looking at some of the individual awards here, right? Yep. Like some of these things that have been nominated, like uh, storyboarding. Um, Fairly Odd Parents. Is Fairly Odd Parents still in production? I didn't, I didn't know it was. I didn't but think it has to be if it's um, nominated. I didn't think it was or still in production. It, it might have been in production back last January or February and ended in March or April. No, that my would still count because it's still in 2000. No, my kids watch Fairly Odd Parents and it, it comes it's still on. In, it, it's still in production. That's now I don't know if you noticed there was one, and this is this was a new category this year, and there was only two nominations, um, and I guess you could say it was it was somewhat Disney related, uh, character animation and a live action production. So you had uh, uh, Clash of the Titans, uh, okay. or and you had Alice in Wonderland, and it was basically for like the Cheshire Cat, and this is I guess been somewhat controversial. They just don't, you know, where do you, you know, what's the difference between a visual effect and maybe an animated character, and then how far do you take that? Can this count? Can that count? And uh, for what I understand, they're still trying to figure some of that out, but that was a new category this year, and there were only two nominations uh, in that. I didn't see Clash of the Titans. Uh, Neither did I. I liked it, but I, I didn't have that much interest in in seeing it. But uh, So interesting anyway. voice acting and feature production, right? So guy played Hiccup, Jay Baruchel. Gerard, Gerard yep. Butler, Steve Carell, Cameron mm-hmm. Diaz, Jeffrey Rush. I didn't see the Owl movie, so I can't comment. I don't think Cameron, Di- Cameron Diaz, er, I don't think her voice acting well, you know, is all that, but Steve Carell is hilarious and it's grew. Great, oh my yeah. gosh. This, is, was a, this was a question I asked. Um, and I guess, again, some things people question. I'm like, well, how much. Okay, go. go. Of those three guys you mentioned, four four people, right? We had, um, oh, that's, that's okay. where was, I don't see the voice. Well, it's okay, a, so it's near the bottom. Four, it's, draw, it, it's, yeah, it's four people, five people. Okay, but it's five, five actors. Here, yeah, here it is. Five actors who aren't really, 
because this was voice acting. Okay? Yes. Voice acting. You notice who won voice acting in a television production, didn't you? James Hong, yes. Yeah. I, I never saw Kung Fu Panda Holiday. Either did I. But uh, Mike Henry for Cleveland? That dude, the Cleveland show. Do you watch Cleveland show? Oh. Okay. Cleveland's, a, he, you know, he's African-American dude, right? Well, Mike Henry's white. <laughs> and just to see, when you see him, like, oh, doing, doing, the do, doing an interview, doing the voice, just crazy. Um, seems like there was a movie that kind of made that kind of fun joke thing once where somebody, you know, they came in their room to get an award and they're like, what the fuck is white? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I wanted to see some of the, the, um, Star Wars stuff went, but it, it just didn't win. But anyways, going back to these character actors, when you look at the television ones, Corey Burton, okay, Corey is doing a character. Yes. Mike Henry is doing a character. James Hong is doing a character. Well, James Hong kind of sounds like himself, but he's playing it up a little bit. Um, Gerard Butler played Gerard Butler. Steve Carell, I haven't seen that, but I... No, he didn't do him, he didn't do himself. He he. But no, Steve Carell was really good on, hey, as Groot. He wasn't. Let me let me back that up. They're not putting on a voice, right? They're acting, right? They're not, did Steve Carell use his own voice, or did he? No, he did not. No. Okay, so he worked it up a little. Yes, he gave himself a crazy, a funny accent. You haven't seen okay. Despicable Me? I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. in fact, I I gotta say, when the uh, credits came up and you see Steve Carell, I had to say, oh yeah, I forgot he was doing this movie because he did put on a really good voice out there. Okay, because Jeffrey Rush, Cameron Dean, um, yes, yeah, Gerard yes. Butler, and Jay, that is their voice. So I kind of asked a question of a couple of people: Is that really voice acting, or is that just acting? And they all kind of shake their head, like, I know. But there again, some of these characters were designed around these people. True. So like Ger- Gerard Butler's, uh, let's say, persona is kind of in the character also. So in that sense, you could <coughs> kind of say they are doing a character. But that's where sometimes I, I don't get past, you know, like Woody, you know, and uh, the Toy Story characters. You know, is are they really acting is it is it just acting or is it voice acting? You know what I'm saying? There's, yeah, there's yeah, like I, I know. You put, you're putting on your you're conveying characterization with your voice because you change your voice. Well, like you know, yeah, Tom Kenny doesn't it, when he does SpongeBob, he doesn't sound like that. No, in fact, he didn't do SpongeBob all night. And I was like, crap. I want to hear him do it. <laughs> Bet you if he asked him, he might have. He might have. But Corey Burton did, uh, you know, some uh, some different ones, and then did the in fact they. Get, uh, Kenny brought out a pirate hat and a, a cape and a hook that he couldn't open up the envelope. He said, he said something about, I didn't get my, my letter opening hook. You know, because oh, he, he does, um, are you familiar with SpongeBob much? There, sometimes there's a pi- Patchy the Pirate will introduce SpongeBob episodes and it's Tom Kenny doing Patchy the Pirate. Oh, okay. So did he put on an eye patch too? No, this was, this was Corey Burton doing this. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. But what's funny is I was talking to to um, Tom later, and I said, "You know, is I said is Tim Conway on SpongeBob now?" He says, yes. "Yeah, both him and Ernest um, Borgnine. Er, yes, they do because I haven't seen Mermaid, it in years. Mermaid Man and Barnacle yeah. Boy, exactly. Yeah, they, and, and they're they're always together, and they always uh, do their. It's you know their characters always together. And I said, oh, "Okay, that because I'd heard them talking about it on on Tim Conway Jr.'s show." And Tim Conway Jr. just the other night gave a Lifetime Achievement Award to um, 
To his dad? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm sorry. Tim Conway gave a Lifetime Achievement Award to the other dude we were just talking Ernest about. Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine, who's in his 90s, uh, still working. Um, yeah, so, I saw him in red. Yeah, was he? In, yeah, he was in red also. In, the librarian, I guess, in, yeah. And funny enough, as I'm waiting in traffic getting up to, to L.A., I was listening to Tim Conway Jr. He's talking to uh, Larry King and his wife. And during the break, he calls his dad up. So now we got Tim Conway, Tim Conway Jr. Uh, Larry King. And, uh, Larry King and his wife. And, God, it was hilarious. Uh, King can be funny, believe it or not. Uh, and people used to say he was funny before he went on his CNN show. Thing? Okay. But anyways, it was really funny to have, you know, you talk about there's like, well, three, two legends there and then kids of legends and wives of legends. But it was funny listening to them uh, and then finding out he was on SpongeBob and then talking to Tom about it. And he says, yeah, yeah, those guys are a riot. So. <laughs> oh, and you know who else was there? Somebody, we were, the, guy, the guy sent with me from WDI, they brought this guy up to accept a Disney um, short um, award. And we're like, Tom, 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 who is this guy? We couldn't put the name to him. In fact, I'm not going to remember the name, but you probably remember as a kid, KTLA. Well, you might not, Mike, because you might have been back in the East Coast at this time. But, Richard, do you remember the guy that used to introduce all the kids' cartoons on KTLA in the, in the mornings? Tom something. Oh, yes. Big time animator. Uh, big. Uh, he was an animator himself, and he was a, he's a huge animated uh, film and uh, film fan. Tom, I don't think he's an animator, but no, he, I, he he did do animation. He did do some animation in the past, and he kind of became Tom Hat. Tom Hatton, Yes, he Hatton, was in. Uh, yeah. He was in Spies Like Us. He also used to. Yes, he he also right. used he to do there with uh, Steve Forrest. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. But he also used to do like a, a movie uh, thing on the weekends, right? Introduce right, yeah. the movies. You know, I just find him in 1952. He started working at KTLA Studios in Hollywood, finally in a number of odd broadcasting jobs before landing the part of the good-natured sailor in the station's nautically themed afternoon children's program, The Pier Five Club. So that was a little before our time, 52. So Tom Hatton was there at the Annie's. Yeah, he accepted the award for Disney. I mean, for their Pixar short. For, for, the, for their short, yeah. Yeah, it's saying, let's see, his movie credits, Spies Like Us with Dan Aykroyd, Jimmy Chase, Gomer Pyle, USMC, uh, Hogan's Heroes. Um, says nothing here of him ever being an animator. I, only, I thought only, I had you know, remembered something about him that he had done a bit... He, I mean, he wasn't known for it, but I mean, I thought... I <coughs> see, Hatton served in the Navy during World War II... Later used his GI Bill scholarship to study acting at the Pasadena School of Theater, where he graduated magna cum laude. <laughs> um, cum laude, sorry. I was going to say for all those that can't speak. Loud. I think it's loud. Is it loud? Oh, is it loud? Cum laude? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, it doesn't say anything about him ever being an animator. Oh, I uh, thought for sure he was. An, I thought I remember reading that he was an animator. There you go, thinking again. But anyways, now it's, it's so, it was killing us. We couldn't couldn't put the name of the guy. He was using a cane. So he's eighty three, according to uh, the unflappable um, Wikipedia. He is eighty three. Wow. So he was doing pretty good. He was hanging out there, and you know there was a couple like um, what we like to refer uh, cum lauda. 
is what Spence is saying. Um, okay. There was a couple of, like stalkers. We were trying to figure out how they got in because you had to have a wristband to get into the after party. Mm-hmm. There were all, there were guys waiting at the door that they they had like big satchels and they had binders of like pictures just ready to find the right guy to have them sign it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Two managed to get in somehow, and the guy I was with says, yeah, yeah, I've seen him at some of the other things, and we're, like, trying to steer away. He's trying to get autographs, and nobody was really kicking him out. We were trying to figure out, you know, how they got in. I, I, and there's, did you ever figure know. out how they got in? Okay. No, no, just only two of them kind of made it in. Um, they had a really nice buffet, free, you know, free drinks, free food. It was, it was really kind of a... Uh, Nice event. Really so you cool. went as a guest. I see here you didn't. There's a there's a price. You didn't pay this. Oh no 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 not at all. Okay. I, I went I went as a guest of uh, our friend. Ed. Okay, I figured I figured I figured out who I was just you know. <laughs> I'm clicking all these links here. Event info. Yeah, yeah, it was 25 bucks to sit up in the cheap seats. I think, and then um, you know that that's my where you probably would have said the fans were sitting because uh, there was a lot of cheering for like Star Wars would get huge cheers. Then they didn't win anything, and DreamWorks had a lot of people there. They got a lot of cheers, and some of the you know the oddball stuff, you know, like the robot chicken stuff like that, always got um, yeah. a bunch of cheers. So, uh, but yeah, it, um, I'd really never paid attention to the Annie's. I, I love animation. Never really thought much about you know the awards and all that, but it, it was um, very entertaining, very very good. So. Low key. Uh, yeah, you know, it's supposed to be black tie, but he got a, you know, animators. Uh, there did was you, one guy. Did you dress up? I didn't know. I, dark suit. They, that's on their, their page. It said, you know, dress attire, uh, you know, black tie or dark suit. So I, I went pretty casual, you know, even a dark shirt and a pretty dark tie. And then, I could have worn my Warner Brothers tie. I mean, there was people, animators with no ties, uh, bright red shoes. Who's you know? Go figure. It's their animators. What can you say? But there were quite a few toxins around, also. Uh, you know. Yeah. Give it. Uh, well, give it some uh, an air of uh, legitimacy when people dress up, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially a lot of people on the committees. Uh, those guys were dressed up, and uh, there were some. You know. You know. Define tux. So I always thought about bow ties. There's a lot of guys with you know the tuxes with the the straight ties and uh then a jacket like, then the jacket like, i think almost like the there. dinner smoking jacket you know <laughs> those kind of things but uh, it, it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun so Good. oh yeah did you see the list of all the people who did um joan this june foray she got a um standing ovation she also had to have an apple crate to stand on uh <laughs> okay. i know uh, you know what an apple crate is i know I what know. an apple crate Wait, is shaft is calling did he drop out of our call i I didn't notice. I guess I will. Oh, I'll call. Oh. And now Greg just dropped out. Pause. All right, so she's on an apple crate. Well, she had a. Uh, no, my, I know Richard knows what the apple crates are. It's an industry crate. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's you stand on when you're not tall enough for the person next to you. Yeah, and there's a whole series of sizes, and they all have different names. Very cool stuff. But, anyways, the guy that followed her was this little Japanese guy, and he made a funny joke about it. it was great following her because the <laughs> it apple- was already out there and oh, okay. he didn't, they didn't have to reset it up but she got a standing ovation she's a animation legend i guess i the name sounds familiar talking about? june foray june foray okay. my name is familiar yeah so there's a whole list of the people who did um uh, uh 
presentations. Like, uh, was it, I can't never say his name, Del Toro, the one that did. Benicio uh, Del Toro? Yes. No, 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 no. Uh, Guillermo? Oh, Guillermo, okay. Yeah, Guillermo, yeah, Guillermo he, Del Toro, yeah. He gave, uh, I think he did the best film uh, award. And uh, Jim Cummings, uh, uh, Bob Bergen, James Hong, uh, Danica McKellar, uh, Bill Plimpton. Danica uh, McKellar, she made a presentation? Mm-hmm. Some, uh, some people were better. I, I did talk to some of the people about how, because you know, I had a chance to be there as crew to do a, the stream form. Their cameraman was horrible. He's constantly focusing, moving the camera around. Then whoever set up the uh, teleprompters, they had the presidential teleprompters. They were set so far apart. So when some people felt they needed to look at the other one, they it didn't look like. They no, they didn't look like they were looking at the camera. It looked like they were looking way off stage. They were just some of some of that kind of setup stuff wasn't done very well. Um, well, they have a, they have an award named after June Foray. Apparently, he's given the individual that made a significant and benevolent or charitable impact on the art and industry of animation. Huh? Oh, and Brian I, Regan was there. My God, that guy, you you know who Brian Regan is, right? The comedian. I don't know. Sounds, if I heard, if I heard, he does the thing about like the donut lady or a flipper. He wanted to do an evil, evil flipper named Zipper. You know, <laughs> um, he he's clean. He usually doesn't curse. He is extremely funny. I've seen him in person in, in Irvine and listened to some of his uh, tapes. Well, anyways, uh, Tom Kenny introduced him as a comedian's 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 comedian and then what was the other thing he used comic at the end or so basically saying this is a comedian that everybody looks to as funny and great and he had people tearing up i mean he was funny and you'd have to listen to this guy because he like say he's clean um he talks about like you know how smart was it you know we gentle ben you know we 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 have some boy with his pet Bear. bear, you know, and he says, "Oh, let's put honey on his head and have him lick him." Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> smart, you know. And the zipper, the bad, uh, the bad flipper, moving, you know, buoys around and screwing people up, and that's funny. You know, he's just got some funny stuff, and it's all it's all pretty darn clean. And he's got a got this cadence about him that you know, your link you doesn't know, work, he, Spence. Sorry, go ahead. Oh I'm, no, they, they, sometimes you know he's working up to something, you know. But anyway, so there was there was a lot of um, interesting people doing their thing. And uh, anyways, if you'd ever have a chance to go to one, it's they're, they're, I thought it was pretty cool. So that's awesome. So now you went hey, to Star Trek, right? Oh, oh, Richard oh, was going to say something. Ahead, I was going to say something real fast here because uh, what I guess knocked me off was I went too far in the bandwidth there. Tom, I found what I found about Tom Hatton. It says accomplished cartoonist and artist, and that was what was reminding me is that I remember he used to always demonstrate. Uh, how to draw cartoon characters and everything. Yeah, where'd you, where'd you find that at? Uh, IMDb. Ah. Oh, I'm, I didn't want to go on about this, but we bumped into one of the founders of IMDb. Oh, really? And, yeah, yeah. And my friend from WDI was trying to correct him because the IMDb incorrectly lists the American Journeys director as a particular person, and it is not that person who directed it. So he was. He says, "I've I've sent this to you guys before, you know." And he was wearing a kilt, and he was wearing a tartan tie. Okay, you don't wear a tartan tie and 
a kilt. If you wear ki- you know, the tartan <laughs> below the waist, you don't wear tartan above the waist. It's just the, you know, the protocol of wearing. Unless you're wearing the the extra nine yards, sashy well, part, exactly. right? Exactly, and that's a whole different, um, a whole different. Uh, what do you want to call it? Kilt altogether, because that's all connected. That's all. That's all part of it, you know. But anyways. Um, the guy was interesting. Let's just put it this way. Kind of a character. And I says, well, what, what clan? He says, I don't know. I bought it secondhand. Oh, gosh. Yeah, oh. Kind of see where I'm going because I'm going to the Scottish Festival uh, this month at the Queen Mary. He's like, yeah, I'll be there. He says, I do uh, Scottish dance. I compete in Scottish dancing. So he must just be somebody that likes, say, the, the genre, the history, whatever, but he didn't even know what clan the, you know, the, the Celt went with. That's <laughs> like, not right. Yeah. It's kind of like when I asked Kilt Boy one day. He didn't know either. It, yeah. He's wearing a sport kilt. It's not yeah, really he, it's a real like kilt. It's khaki colored. It's not the... Well, it's, it's a, uh, there's a brand called Sport Kilt, which is... They're, they're but there's no tartan inex- on it. It's not doesn't have a yeah, pattern. Yeah. Well, it's got a pattern. There's different colors and patterns, and but they're not really related to the clans per se. And they're... I don't want to call them cheap, but compared to a, um, a real kilt... It's like dime store stuff. You know, they're extremely inexpensive compared to, uh, you know, a real kilt. So, anyways, there you go. So, yeah, I went to the... So, move it on. You went to the Star Trek. I went to the Star Trek Museum in Riverside. And it's the traveling, I guess, exhibit. And um, it's packing up and leaving on the 28th of this month. And I've been putting it off ever since it came last friggin' summer or whenever it was. Uh, that was in Riverside, you said, right? Yes, in a, in a in a historic building on a pedestrian walkway that they you know it was Main Street it used to be Main Street now it's just a walkway. It had a vault in it that was the it's kind of funny because that's where they put all the toys the old collectible toys you could buy. But I paid uh, twenty seven dollars, fifteen dollars <sighs> for myself, twelve dollars wow. for the boy. Oh, that's not bad for two. Years. Two is yes, but it was. Two rooms of artifacts and a hallway of posters, and uh, I felt I felt a little bit ripped off. <laughs> you know, it's funny. As I went to research this a while back because I went to it when it first started, and it was in the dome next to the Queen Mary. Yes, I remember and I had that. read that that William Shatner had something to do with it. Blah blah. He's an investor, whatever. Well, it was, and it had this whole tour scheduled where it was supposed to go. Well. It got extended, and then it never went anywhere. And I had your little, like, um, picture card. You know, you have your picture taken on the bridge. They, they, Here's the card. You can go get it printed later, right? Well, my wife, I think she took me for my birthday or something, was going to get me these two pictures on both the bridges, the D and the, the original. Yes. The printer broke down. The guy says, don't worry. It's not like Disneyland's where it expires. You'll be able to get it anytime. Yeah. Bullshit. Well, when I finally went to go get it, when I remembered I had it, it's it's no longer around. So I went to start to research the show. I guess they either lost money or went technically went out of business. They kind of reorganized because, uh, like, at the one I went to, they had the Guardian of Forever, they had the, the original bridge, they had the D bridge, they had the hallways from D with um, the transporter and sick bay. They had about four or five, and the bridge for D, they had four or five um, simulators that you could ride. Some were like star star tours of that size. Some were like individual ones. 
They had a bunch of costumes and props, and they had this kind of like almost um, circle vision type experience where you went in and they had stuff all around you and floor shaked a little bit. Um, some interaction thing that I think the little turkey uh, that um, uh, Wheaton, Will Wheaton, yeah, I think he was in and part of that. Will Wheaton. <laughs> and they had a lot of models, um, a lot of stuff to buy, blah, 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 blah. So it sounds like the version you're seeing is much smaller. Oh, yes. Okay. So we got uh, Enterprise D Sick Bay with uh, a wharf statue wearing a wharf costume. Yeah, and they didn't have any stand. They just they had costumes, but no, okay. no person. We had a mannequin, headless mannequin wearing. Dr. Crush's outfit, and then miscellaneous surgical, you know, instruments, props there amongst the tables. And then they had sealed off tables with phasers and Klingon weapons and, you know, costumes from uh, some of the movies, costumes from Next Generation, a lot. Uh, one costume from the original series, oh, uh, you know, William Shatner. Um, and then they had that in the Enterprise D engineering table that I took a picture of. That was cool. Yes. You can walk up to it. You could see the barrier where they would keep you out. But if you took it from the right angle, it looked, it looked pretty good. I got a couple pictures of the boy sitting there. Right? Oh, me, me. You could see the um, matter chamber or whatever. Yes, yes. And it was nice perspective. And it worked out good. So uh, that was it as far as sets. If they had a picture room where you could sit in uh, Captain Kirk's chair and green screen behind it. And they put the bridge the rest of the bridge behind you oh so they didn't have the bridge no and then and then uh next generation you could sit in picard's chair and then they had one of those uh a painting of the rest of the enterprise d bridge behind it that wasn't even that wasn't dropped in by green screen so i got go ahead richard i was gonna say this sounds exactly like the thing i saw over in hollywood last year uh, where it was the Star Trek Museum. It was at the, it was one of the uh, storefronts just off to the side of the Kodak Theater. Yes, yes I remember that. And, and it probably is the same. Probably, and they wanted that. But you could see from your vantage point, if you just look around, you can see yeah, it was about two rooms and all that stuff. And then up front was, you saw the captain's chair with the green screen. Yeah, no, that, it was the green screen thing was in a separate room. So I, I, I took the boy in there. I said, which one do you want to sit in? Points to Kirk's chair. I said, all right, let's do it. Problem was he was wearing a green T-shirt. Ouch. <laughs> so that I'm like, okay, we got to cover him up with something, right? Otherwise, it could look like a head floating there, right? <laughs> which, which in its own right could be kind of cool. But they had some oversized uh, uh, Star Trek original series. You know, he had to put on a yellow shirt and he could sit there. That's cool. uh, uh, and then, yeah, some timelines. Because the, the, the thrust of the museum was where science fiction meet science fact kind of stuff. So they would take a Star Trek subject and, and kind of tell you how it's influenced something today, you know, like obviously the communicator and the flip phone or how... How William Shatner changed yeah. the world. Or, 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 you know, how trans, you know, transporting technology, there's no way we could do that because, you know, we don't have the computing power to do that. And, and of course, he's eight. He's not willing to read this crap. And I told him before he went in, I said, look, I'm going to be reading the little labels. Don't bug me. So he was done in like 15 minutes. Okay, let's go. No, I'm sorry. Read this crap with me. So it was, we were probably done in an hour. 
and I was stretching. That was walking very slow. Wow. Uh, listening to various music. They had one artifact from the J.J. Abrams reimagining. You want to guess what it was? Retooled. Whatever. Whatever you want to call it. They had one artifact. And the, um, uh, phaser? Yes. Very good. <laughs> one phaser. Wow. And, and the literature, if you go to the Riverside Museum website, says, you know, stuff from all, from movies, tele, uh, television, movies, and even the most recent one. And I'm like... So, so no Voyager, no Deep Space Nine. Posters, pictures, pictures uh, of the captains, right? You know, here's all the captains. Here's all the crew. You know. you know, you really, it blows compared to what yeah, I saw. They, but they, the, the one interesting thing, which I think they lifted or got the idea from the line in Vegas, was a timeline of the Star Trek canon. Oh, right. Original funny. series, then Next Generation, and or where the movies fell in, and stuff like that. So, and they had some, you know, this gift shop had. So we, we go into the gift shop, which I told you was in the, the vault of this building, and they had toys from the seventies when Star Trek, you know, came back in the syndication, and they made some toys. Hundred bucks. Wow. For like a a, a phaser were they, kit. Were they original or were they, um, uh, you know? Copies, remade the, copies. The big pricey stuff was original, an original box. Because you wow. could tell the box was worn. It had that 70s look of the artwork and stuff, right? The re, the reproduction and stuff were cheaper, $30 range, right? They even had some tribbles. If you clapped, they would all hiss and squeal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was... I was kind of let down. And I'm trying not to... I'm trying to tell not let it show my face. Because he's thinking it's cool, and I'm thinking, this is, this is a rip-off. I mean, even compared to Vegas, right? Vegas, just the the, the walkthrough of the, the line was almost had as much stuff as we saw. That's, yeah, that's, in, that's pretty in this bad. Thing. So, but he liked no, it. No, no little simulators, no nothing, huh? They had, okay, they had a portable simulator because the guy who was took, taking the picture told us about it. Hey, did you, were you here when we had the simulators in town? I'm like, no. Yeah, they're on the back of uh, semis. Like I said, a couple. Oh, wow. They, had a, they were there for like two weeks around Christmas time. That blows. Yeah, we had, um, you know, I took pictures with um, Quark and his brother. I don't remember Quark's brother's name right now. Um, but, yeah, it's too bad. It's, it, I, I don't know why. I guess the, the original didn't do well. So, uh, or they, it cost too much. Who knows? You know, this it was supposed to be like a tour, ROM thing. Someone said ROM. ROM, uh, yeah. And they were supposed to take this all over the country. I think San Diego was supposed to be after Long Beach. It never, just never happened. It's too bad. Yeah, well, no, really what's too bad is Vegas thing closing for... Yeah, yeah and there's been a lot of rumors on that one, and nothing's come through. There was some rumors it was going to move into the uh, downtown area. Uh, but I think that's, you know, it's been so long now, I think it's just gone away. I, my main takeaway from this was feeling good that my... You know, I have an eight-year-old son that's into it, and he enjoyed it. Yeah, he, but he's all all original series. He doesn't he doesn't he won't watch Next Generation with me. <laughs> he will not. No, it's too boring. Not enough going on. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, wow. like the original series was action packed, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but yeah. Anyway, so he was he's you know, like I said, that's that makes me feel good. He's into something like that. Well, beyond the Star Wars thing. <coughs> yeah, well, that's good. That's cool. Good other, stuff. other than that, uh, I got no Disney. Nothing Disney. Haven't been to the park. I'm contemplating. Yeah, yeah. I'm contemplating the the annual pass renewal options. Well, I may have to. My um, 
see, this coming Saturday will be my last full unemployment check. Um, so uh, if I don't find work, that means things are going to be shut off. You know, we, you know, we won't be able to make our basic bills on just the wife's uh, part-time yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. So, so who knows where, you know, what or where, where we will be. Um, I've sent out, uh, see about half of the, see last year over the year, I applied for a, almost 90 jobs <sighs> this year. Well, in the last week and a half, two weeks, I've applied for half of that already. But you're in into the new thing, right? Yeah, I'm into the the new career, and I've so you know pretty targeted. But so you know, I've in the last week and a half, forty, um, forty two jobs I think I've applied for. So, now, now, do you get answers back or just black hole? Uh, one I did, and a lot of them, you know, there's no contact information, or let's say they're through Craigslist, blah, blah, blah. A couple of them have had contact, so I actually put in my cover letters that I will follow up on. Instead of saying, call me at your convenience, I'm like, I will follow up follow up in a week and see if you have any questions. Um, two people, I actually sent, I put them in an overnight, um, uh, those flat rate overnight things, and put... Um, a thing of red vines in it. <laughs> okay. Anything to get someone's attention. Nice, sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we'll see what see what happens there. Do and then, well, go ahead. I was like, do you send them? Do you have to send them reels, or are you just paper? Uh, for ABC, I sent I sent them a reel. Uh, for a lot of them, it's just I give them a link. That okay. I have on Vimeo. Resume. Right. Uh, the Vimeo one, yeah. Now. Interestingly enough, when I was on the lot the other day for that CES thing, uh, my my buddy David, we he's walking along. He sees this lady, calls out her name. I won't repeat it here. Um, so we start talking about you know new pilots, uh, uh, new scripts. There's some there's some funny names that just won't make it to. You know, if they pick up the pilot, they're going to have to change the name. I'll tell you off air later. Okay, all right. Uh, once everybody's off, so I'll I'll tease people for that much. But uh, she's like, "You would be perfect for X character." And I'm like, ah, "You know, thanks. That, that's you know, it's nice." Then you know, I didn't think much of it, and then it started to sink in later. Okay, here's a producer telling me I would be perfect for something. You just said, "Yeah, call me." So I. Called you know my friend later or emailed him something. Um, let's follow this up. <laughs> no kidding. You know, and so I don't have an agent. I don't have headshots. I don't have um, uh, a SAG card. What happens? So he explained to me what you what happens when a production company hires somebody without a SAG card. It's really easy to get it all taken care of. But I'm like, let's follow this. Up. He says, you really? It's a hard. It's, you know, it's a hard thing. I said, hey, all they can do is say no. You know, going for a read, try it. Why not? What the hell? So we're going to try to find out if she was just flirting or if she was serious. Um, so we're awesome. going to see. Because that, that would be totally awesome. Uh, <laughs> even if it doesn't work out or get canceled, okay, you've had your first gig. You know, once you yeah, break yeah. into your first one, then hopefully the second one will come. Or you meet some people and say, yeah. hey, you know, I've been doing this or that. And maybe you go in a different direction. But, you know, it's all about, you know, knowing people, making connections, uh, networking, you know, blah, 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 blah. So... So we'll see. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. But, you know, there's so many of these jobs that only want to pay 9 to $12 an hour, and I'm going to have to drive to L.A. every day, and I'll probably spend over $100 a gas a week. 
Especially um, now gas is going up to four bucks. You think so, huh? I don't know. It's, I hope not. I hope not. I too, but I'm just saying, you know, it's so it's it potentially could happen. Uh, um, I'm I'm kind of laughing at some of the people who are cheering on the crowds in Egypt because I think they're being kind of naive to the. Uh, Situation. My brother happens to be one of those who I think is the biggest naive ass in the world. But um, you know, we could end up with another Iran here real easily. Uh, so. You know, funny you should say that. I was reading the commentary section in the paper, and they're saying, "Ah, shades of '79 all over again," where you got this whole thing going on. And anyways, he goes, "That's another show." You got the Muslim Brotherhood behind some of it, and you know, you, a lot of it. Did you see? Did you see Saturday Night Live? I don't watch Saturday night. I haven't oh, seen my it yet. God. Uh, yeah, I got it. No, no. I'm, okay. It was just a weekend weekend update segment where it says if you attach the word brotherhood to anything, it's 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 scary, right? If I was a Muslim <laughs> brotherhood, brotherhood. I, I would change the name. You know, he goes, uh, Bunny something sounds like fun. Bunny brotherhood? What's up with that? <laughs> you know, or what, what are you guys up to? Are you up no, to something? It, it is funny. It, it, well, it's, you know, it's kind of the union mentality too, right? Because they're all they're brotherhoods, they're guilds, they're they're you know they're this, they're that, and I'm like, uh, yeah. And then we know what happens with that. You know, it's always about the little guy until they get all the control, and then it's more like supporting the guys who are running the thing rather than the little guy. And uh, same with the you know the Muslim, uh, Muslim Brotherhood. Yeah, they all want democratic process to get in there, but when they get in there, they're anything but democratic. Um, so, you know, who knows? We might be, you know, going down a interesting trail that we need to watch for a while. But Did, uh, have you have you driven by any, uh, not protests, but, you know, rallies? On no, the but I have not seen any. I know there's been some going on, but I guess I have been okay. lucky to not be into some of those areas. Well, sh- you know, Shaft should know this, but I didn't, this has sprung up since I, since the 15 years since I used to live in the area or longer, 20 Coming up on twenty, I guess. Uh, but the area of Brookhurst and Ball, yes, is is a Egyptian it's slash. A, it's, a, it's it's actually not that far down. It's dude. Uh, it's between Brookhurst. It's Brookhurst. Yes, but it's it's closer to Orange. Yes, yes. There's all kinds of. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, I, 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 I don't I, know if it's Egyptian or Arab or what, but you know, there's. There's restaurants, an things of that storefronts, nature. Storefronts, storefronts, yes. Yeah, it's referred to as Little Islam. Okay, but yeah, it's a, it's an enclave. So I was little, dro- little Islamabob. <laughs> oh my god! And now, okay, I it was funny. Is David just sent me a link, and I think it's the same link that um, Jeff had put up earlier, and but it's the onion the, link. Yeah, yeah. I've got you, dumb motherfuckers, eating right out of my hand by John Lasseter, Chief Creative Officer of Pixar. <laughs> Nice. Uh, interesting. I'm going to have to read this later. I, I I think we're past talking about this right now. Yeah. But, uh, so, but anyway, I was driving through there this last Saturday. What What were you so, down in that area for? You didn't call. Okay. Do you remember me before we don't, got? Before? Don't, don't don't. I'm just giving you a okay hard time. So. You know when I was in the area, I told you what was going on. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we're heading down there for that. So anyway, I'm like, what's going on? You know, and then you slow down, and there's both sides of the street waving signs, waving flags, and all that. All that. And I'm thinking that's great. You know, good thing you're here because if you're over there, you'd be getting stoned and beat by shot and everything whatever. else. Yeah. No, I did not see Christina Amanapour's film clip. No, I did not. I saw. I saw Anderson Cooper though. <laughs> I saw him. I saw him getting his ass kicked twice. Do, do, they, do they have that on film? 
Yes, they showed oh, it. Yeah. They showed him yeah, running. It, yeah, and yeah. The, I'd the, like to see that. The dude, the cameraman just puts the camera down, and they're just like trying to book through the crowd, and all you see is the disjointed images. images but yeah, you see them kind of get overrun. I, I hate this. I would. I would hate to say that someone like CNN would create news, but I, I'm sometimes a little what are, leery what, when what, I hear some of these uh, these things. And then, you, then you, you know, because I flip by CNN. It happens in my over at my grandmother's and, and her cable system. It happens to be right between two channels I want to look at. Oh, I so see. You're flipping through it. Okay. So I, I flip through it sometimes, and I'll stop and watch just so I can look at what the other side is saying. And um, you don't think Ted Turner lot, looks a lot like William Hurst? Yeah. A lot of a lot of times they'll have this little thing that says they're in an undisclosed location. You know, I wondered how much they're playing that up because, quite frankly, I don't believe either side uh, of what's going on there in Egypt. I think there's a lot of people behind the scenes fueling all kinds of different things for the unrest. You know, so. Uh, I, you know, I wonder how bad they really were. I, I mean, I've heard some reports from the KFI guys, who none of them have gone, but their contacts who have been there and what they've had to go through. So I'm sure there is some of that going up. But it just figures Anderson Cooper, of all people, would be right in the middle of this shit. So. Well, uh, okay. You know, um, I, all the major news bureaus sent people over there, right? Brian Williams, NBC Nightly News, right? The World News Guy, right? The 630, you know, national news guy for NBC. Yeah. He was there, right? <laughs> So he was doing his. He was doing the national news show from Egypt, but he was smart, and he was across the river from the square, right? Anderson Cooper's down in the stuff. <laughs> Come on, really? Uh, you cut out for almost everything you said except for Anderson Cooper. Really? So all right. Well, that's okay. This. It's all. Yeah, it's another show that. This is okay. <sighs> Speaking of other shows, uh, are we? Uh, do you think we're done here, just about? Because yeah, unless I think we've run out of steam, actually. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I got plenty of steam. I just don't know what we would want to talk about, and I don't know if anybody. Um, uh, oh, the, some of these talk about the small world show. Um, I the guy that the, the guy I know that writes for the Register. I think he thought it seemed kind of cool. Uh, I don't. You know, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I haven't seen it either. Um, the, the yeah, I've, I've I haven't seen the show itself. I've just seen uh, the videos, and I know a couple of the stuff on the backstage areas of it. And what I've been told is that all of the show originates out of Florida. Even for Small World, they take the pictures. All the pictures are sent to Florida, and then Florida arranges it and then retransmits it back over here. So that one surprised me. Yeah. Well, it it, it kind of surprises me unless they just got, you know, they have one system, but it's, you'd think they would be able to do that here. But, with, you know, with the, the kind of high-speed connections we can get, uh, who cares? But uh, where it's done, as long as it's done right. I, I think the whole idea sounds kind of hokey and weird to me, but... The last thing I want to oh. do is I want to be standing, you know, at uh, 12 o'clock at night trying to get a nice picture of the castle in Florida, and they're flipping freaking <laughs> pictures up there, you know? I, uh, I think, you know... ECV users and whatnot? Yeah, it just uh, kind of gave me shades of when we did the uh, service awards. I used to go out all the time to go get the uh, video of all the different people that are participating in the service awards, and then we would put that together in a nice little film at the beginning showing all this different stuff all that gets sent to florida florida puts all the service award stuff together and then they send it back out this way that just seems 
just doesn't seem right. <laughs> well, I was going to say not seem right, but it's over, uh, kind of overkill. Yeah. So. All right. Well, you know, um, what is it? Oh, you're cut and pasting from that article? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm actually, I, I never read the, uh, the Onion, so... Is this is this for real? Usually, no, I mean, I've, no, I've heard it's, of it, it's but... parody. Okay, so it's not really him. I don't think so. Because I mean, <laughs> you know, I know there are certain things you can do and can't do when people are public figures, but I mean, they're they're attributing to, uh, this to him like he, you know, uh, I just wonder where you draw the line sometimes on uh, on some of this, but. Oh, the question that I'm sorry, I'm going back to uh, the Small World show. A quick question that somebody's asking here: Does the picks are they both from Florida and California? Or did they separate? My understanding is they do put them in separate shows. They take the picks from California and put them. Well, in I, I would, I would I hope, hope so. so. Yeah, I don't want to see Florida yeah, faces in California and yeah, vice versa. That, yeah, that's my understanding. But I just find it kind of funny that it's all sent to Florida and then sent back this way. But anyways. You find I, I don't know if I find that funny or not. It, at first, it seems odd, but you know, if one person's controlling it all, it seems like you know, you don't have to employ people at both ends to do it. You know, and yeah, I, I, I yeah, I agree. It, it means that you have just one production team that's putting the, both shows together instead of having two separate teams. But I don't know. I've different thoughts of different things. And it's been bugging the shit out of you since your paycheck started saying Division of Walt Disney World. Ah, so. Damn straight. Yeah. <laughs> let's get right down, get right my, down to the... Uh, the that's the real problem. Okay, here's the thing. My paycheck used to say Burbank. Walt, Walt Disney Productions, yes. Walt, Walt, Walt Disney Productions, Productions doesn't Burbank, exist. Burbank, California. Then at, now it says Walt Disney World, and I'm getting someplace in Tennessee. So... Oh, they're doing their yeah. best to spread the economy around. Well, that's one. Sometimes, and I was talking to the, the WDI guy who used to work in the studio about this. Um, you know, are we just kind of hung up sometimes on the way it used to be? Because we were talking about the studio uh, and where the back lots used to be and um, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, by the way, Richard, um, uh, no ordinary family, all shot in L.A. Uh, so... Um, what about what we were talking about? Were all they? That, it's all LA. I swear, some of those pictures are not LA. Some of those establishing shots. I, I was told it's all LA, and uh, incredibly, a lot of it. And I'm going to pay a little more attention. Is at the studio, like the high school. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, all that shop. stuff there. I'm, I'm just going with the stock that. footage. The stock no. footage of the city. I'm going strictly with the stock footage footage of the city. No, no. Yeah. What's worse is shows like uh, mm, Castle. Or NCIS, where you know it's in Los Angeles, and a CGI in skyline from New York or Washington D.C. That that gets see, annoying. See this this was a discussion Greg and I were having on our trip to L.A. Uh, the they never really say what city they're in in No Ordinary Family, and when they do a nice establishing shot of the city, that is not L.A. I'm sorry. Uh, when you when you see him when you see him standing on rooftops and jumping, that's L.A. But when they do this real high aerial shot, obviously from an aircraft because it's that high up, 
and it's showing a metropolis. That's not L.A. because it doesn't have that type of skyline. It doesn't have that many towers out there. And it doesn't look like New York. It doesn't look like Chicago. I'm trying to figure out. And I'm, was my guess was it might have been uh, Toronto skyline. And I was kind of curious about it. But that's definitely not L.A. in those establishing shots. I don't know. I haven't paid that close of attention to like where they go to school. So now I'm going to pay a little more attention because sometimes I'm like on my computer when I'm watching it, so I'm not 100% um, uh, looking at it. So now I'm going to have to, you know, I know the Frank Wells building they use for the coffee shop or the, no, no, the maybe it's the hospital, the bank, I think the bank. Anyways, and then most of the time when she's running down the street, it's all CGI. It's not any street at all. It's all digitally created. Um, but I know what you mean. Like my, what would bother me more, Mike, is like in um, the one with Billy Crystal and they go out to the dude ranch. City Slickers. Uh, City Slickers. It's they're supposed to be in New York, and it's a Tom Bradley terminal. <laughs> yes. Well, you yeah, you can see where they covered up L.A. helicopter with NY helicopter. Yeah. 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 That that I, bugs me more than maybe maybe a um, a skyline that's not quite perfect because like Lost, ninety five percent of Lost was all on the island. So when they were in yeah. when they were supposed to be in Beijing or wherever they were supposed to be, they're in Hawaii. Hawaii they yeah. were in, in England. They were in Hawaii. They all, found all the- places that doubled really well. Um, and sure, you're, you're probably pretty sure, but it works enough to know that it, it, it's filling its purpose, right? All, all the uh, shots all the shots that were Los Angeles and San Fernando Valley were all Honolulu and its suburbs. Yes. That's why I said 95% yeah. of that show is done on the I, island. I, I would think more. Wasn't it like yeah. 100%? I, well, I wanted to say like 99 because there were some a few things that were shot off the island. But it's it was a very rare few things that were shot off the island. So, uh, one, one of my favorite ones, you're talking about the Tom Bradley terminal, was when they were doing the uh, second Die Hard movie. And it was all shot around LAX at the Tom Bradley terminal. Of course, the opening scene where he goes to the telephone and he's supposed to be in Washington, D.C., and he picks up the phone and it says Pacific Bell on the telephone. Nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 something that doesn't exist in those areas. Well, you know, Psych, which is supposed to be Santa Barbara, is filmed in, I think it's Vancouver. Vancouver All their yeah. establishing shots are Santa Barbara. But, Speaking you know, of, I... when, when they're in the water and you see some things behind them, you know it's not. But, it's you know, they shoot tight enough for the most part, you know it's, you know... Like I just you're, not, my, you're not spending your time looking at the, the backdrop all the time. I just got my new Post magazine yesterday, and the cover article has to do with Psych. Very cool. I like Psych. There's some people arguing here about uh, Leverage. Uh, season 1 was down, done in L.A. Someone else is saying it's done in Portland. No, it's always filmed in Portland. The show has taken place in various places. Right now they're in Boston, but it's always oh, been Portland. Oh, oh. I thought they oh, were dear. always in Boston. No, no. They were in L.A. for a while until their office got blown up. Because isn't isn't he in like his dad's bar or now he something? is yes okay not his dad's bar some neighborhood bar but yeah yeah I thought didn't his dad come back once and I thought that yes. he, he yes, owned the he, he owned the, the bar no his dad came back he <laughs> sent his ass back to Ireland my uh, the wife and daughter love that show I watch it a little not I haven't seen anything this season I watched a lot when uh, seven and nine was on it um. <laughs> But yeah, she was filling in for the other girl. When she, yeah, she was on her hiatus or oh. leave, pregnant or whatever um, she was. I'm doing a quick glance at here, and it has nothing to do with psych. The entire article is about how NBC Universal is 
going green with all their little things doing this and doing that, yeah. being very green with the environment. And it says here, Parenthood and Psych are two shows that collect their food waste for com- composting. That's nice. Good for, uh, good, yeah, good for them. Which yeah, like, just had something to do with film. <laughs> Haven's supposed to be in um, uh, Maine, I think it is, and it's in Nova, it filmed in Nova Scotia, so it doubles. And it, it probably doubles fairly well. Uh, most of these times, you don't even. I don't think you really know. I mean, it, I mean, what's our Canadian friends keep telling us? What's the difference? Well, it's so much like uh, the states, and you know, it's it's well, almost uh, like the fifty first state. True. Yeah. The, the, there's yeah. For the most part, when you're filming, does it? It doesn't really matter. I mean, X Files. The two thirds of the show uh, was filmed up in Vancouver, and. You know, they just use that for your New York and your Washington street scenes and everything. But hey, I know. that's what Hollywood's been doing for the years prior to that. So, what does it matter? You know, it's just funny because you know, for you know, back to leverage, right? It takes place in Boston, but they'll show a harbor of Portland, and the sun's in the wrong place. <laughs> the sunset the sun, coming down over the ocean. The sun's in the wrong place. You know. The, <laughs> 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 who is who is that's that, don don john john oh, okay. john G- he he was at west fest this last year that's funny so what's the what's the deal with the ads that they're, they're I, I don't know and i guess when you tune into the channel it'll play an ad before it picks up the stream yeah oh, okay. i wish we got a piece of that money yeah wouldn't that would be yeah we oh. get maybe five bucks out of that but that reminds me that reminds me of something i wanted to ask Okay, yes. you know who Kevin Pollock is, right? Actor, comic. Yeah, He's been in lots of movies. All right. Yeah. He started a podcast about two years ago called uh, Kevin Pollock's Chat Show. And he'd have various Hollywood and funny people as guests. And then he would stream it live and record it for distribution via iTunes later. He did this for two years. And then in the last month... Uh, at the, I guess at the start of this year, he has made it a pay. If you want to keep getting a show, you pay a buck a shot. Okay, how's it? He's not doing it through iTunes, then. He is doing it through iTunes. I thought iTunes didn't allow you to charge for a podcast. I don't know. I I just know that it 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 come out that to get it, you have to pay a buck. Maybe it's maybe it's just on the site. Maybe it's not on iTunes anymore. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a subscription. So, so yeah, the you... so the question is, what do you think? A Disney podcast would have to provide for someone to charge for it. You know, I've kind of given up trying to keep up with the Joneses, if you will, um, meaning the the Mongellos, the Laughing Places, all the ones that people think are the shit. I just don't give a shit anymore. I, okay, uh, this is a purely hypothetical situation where or question where this guy is able to start charging for his stuff. Okay, I, I bet you followers of Al Putz and Lou Mongello would probably pay right now to get their shows I mean we do have one I can air quote friends because some, some of you probably wouldn't consider him a friend uh, that is sort of doing that by his last campaign of uh, I will go away if I don't make enough money yeah that's that's but that's succeed- but you can still get it without the pay correct so if it was just a pay thing you, are you saying how much do you think you could charge or no what do you think the content of the show would have to have for you to charge per download something someone else doesn't have okay 
Meaning you've got to have, like, if you've noticed, Al, some of Al's sources are drying up quickly. And um, especially his studio sources. His sources at the park, I don't know names, but I now kind of, in general, and I'll tell you offline, okay. where, where some of that's coming from. Um, but it's got to be something fairly exclusive. There's nothing out there right now I would pay extra for. Correct. Including D23. Um, because there's it's too easy to get there's too easy to get the information without that podcast. There is not one podcast that is so um <laughs> thank you, Spence. I appreciate that. Um there is no there's nothing out there that one guy has it, he's the only guy getting it. Correct. That's why I asked the question. Now, if we were the only one that could get all the interviews to all the Imagineers and the John Lasseters and all those, you would have something. But we're not going to, you know, no one's going to be that. Not even D23 can seem to be able to. Well, they could if they really pushed it, but. I, I, I don't know. All that guy does that puts out videos is a video of himself. Oh, he doesn't show you any geek, B-roll. That Disney uh, geek guy? Oh, He's, he's an ass. Ugh. But, um. Yeah, and all he does is show it's just himself talking to the camera. We're like, we don't want to see your fucking face. We want to see <laughs> what you <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. So I don't give a shit. I know. I just I, I thought it interesting that the guy gave two years. That's yeah, I mean he tries to do it weekly. And then he said, Okay, you, you want to keep getting it? Start paying. You know, it. if you could do like an actor's studio type thing, I think you would get you'd get pay. You could you could do that. But he's fairly exclusive. He's got You've got to, you've got to have something someone else doesn't have. That's, I mean, it's just all there is to it. I don't, you know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, that's all. Which so far you're stating, you're you're stating obvious that yes, you have to have something (laughs) that nobody else has. What would that be in 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 our niche? What would we have to have that no one else can have? You're talking about it's just interviews with inside people. Interviews or videos that no one else can get. Um, it's just there's so much shit out there now, especially for Disney. Oh, yeah. It's so well covered. Uh, I was talking to a guy the other day that says <laughs> Over every yes. fucking inch of every fucking construction wall is covered on Mice Chat or Mice Age. Yes, whichever, yes. You know. It's like, you know, I've... I've, I've I gave up and don't really care anymore about trying to be the first guy out there who gets the audio before the the other guy or the picture before the other guy because a lot of these sites have so many of their minions out there daily doing this stuff for them that uh, you know it's just impossible and I don't I just don't care anymore. You know? Yeah, I know. I'm there. No, well, that's why. That's why we got five shows left. <laughs> well, no, it's <laughs> or four I mean, shows left. <laughs> I care in a. How about this? I care in a different way. Um, I don't care to be the guy that everybody thinks has all the answers, you know, or walks on water as far as Disney goes. You know, I care to give out good information, as honest as we can be, but I don't care to be the guy that's got to rush out and get it first. Though, I, you know, if I could get up on someone, I'd do it, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not running around looking for that. How's that? Okay. All right, now that John's here, we should sign off. <laughs> John, you know, speaking of speaking of John and what we were talking about, uh, good and bad wine. John's probably the only one that's really given me a wine I like. Oh yeah, that was good stuff. That wine he sent that to was us. Good stuff, yeah. Still have not found it here in the states. I know it's got to be sold somewhere, 
No but, BevMo? BevMo don't have it? I went in BevMo, and um, they had, I think, the brand, but not the particular one. Um, and I forgot. I have it written down somewhere. John's probably going to need to tell us again. Um, but now Mike is famous has forgotten his friends. I don't know what he's talking what, about. Is he talking about you or some other Mike? Because I know it couldn't be you. No, that's right. That's what I just said. I'm not famous. What's it, Spence? I don't want you to stop. How's yeah. that wine? Yeah. Uh, well, we're not stopping. We're just, you know, not we're not, we're not going to be regular anymore. <laughs> we're going to be irregular. Ba- bound up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too much cheese. Oh, no. <laughs> the turtle is not going to be poking his head out. Let's Mr. Turtle has poked. <laughs> hey, oh. Mike. Mike, that's that's a good one. That uh, for episode one ninety nine is to uh, do Weird Al the constipated song. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. <sighs> so out of out of this, we'll, we'll, we'll still be around, and my my cast will still have a website. Yes, out of, yeah, won't have anything on it, but sure. Uh, Two hundred episodes of, <laughs> well, yeah, and and there's nobody at the DPN to talk about our shows either. So, mm. uh, 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 what was uh, who who in our little list here is even coming to Westfest? I'd like to know. You know, I don't think anybody that we see. John might be there. Aussie see. John? No, no, Geoconia, Don John. Oh. Let's see, no Ray, no Spence. Uh, Dave might be going to Walt Disney World. Go. Or going to Walt Disney. John no. says about fifty-fifty. Dave maybe because he can fly for free. I'm th- Spence. So it'll be like you, me, Spence, and that's that's good. Spence ain't going. He's not gonna be here. He's going to Walt Disney World. Spence man one says going. He's replacing the going with going. Oh, see? I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Westfish. I don't know. There's. There's people out there. Yeah, screw you, Disney Trooper. Looks like some people were having fun. I, I think I saw Toast is uh, going to Japan. Uh, Japan is Jeff, Jeff's favorite place now. Because, yeah, it's quirky. He, fits he might in as there. well move to Japan. I think he's hating America now. No, we can't do it good enough for him. Turning so, Japanese. All our restaurants are just serving frozen food. You know what that song's it. about, right, Richard? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Mike. Oh, yes, toast. I remember hearing all about that when the song oh, okay. was right. Toast will fit, fit in well, but I don't think he speaks a word of Japanese. So uh, <laughs> Toast is Korean. He'll, oh, so he'll be his gaijin as the next one. So. <laughs> his gaijin is the next one. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be asking for, uh, I don't even know if he uses chopsticks, so that'd be funny. Yeah, can I have a fork? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Well, that, are you ready to wrap like, it up? Yes, I'm ready, I'm ready to wrap it up. Daniel Kim having to learn Korean to play a Korean. Well, you know. Yeah, he's, he spoke so little, he had to do some studying, I think I read. All right. All right. Uh, well, I, it's, yeah, it's a good time to wrap up, so let's say right, good night. Keep your dog going. Yeah, never let, uh, <laughs> uh, never let Toast walk your dog. Walk your dog, 50 cents. <laughs> Run! <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, hey, see say, you guys. Say good night. Good night. And John, thanks for coming on board, but good night.